Welcome to the David Glenn Show. We are coming at you live today and tomorrow from the 2019 ACC kickoff event. There are coaches everywhere you look. The ACC commissioner, John Swafford, has already shared his annual ACC kickoff style state of the conference address. He, of course, talked about stuff on the field, off the field, in the classroom, in the community. And this year, in a different way, the upcoming launch of the ACC Network. That is August 22nd of this year, only a little more than one month away. We wrote about it, we've talked about it. We'll talk a little bit more about it today as we welcome, of course, a parade of coaches. Dave Dorn of NC State is gonna be first in the saddle. That's just about 10 or 15 minutes away. It's Atlantic Division Day. So Wake fans, yes, we'll catch up with Dave Clawson a little bit later. State fans, not only Dave Doran, but right out of the gate or soon afterward. Florida State fans, Willie Taggart is here. You did not like what he did last year in his first season with the Seminoles. Five wins, seven losses. That ended a 36-year-long bowl streak for a very proud Florida State football program. Coach Taggart is here. Dabo Sweeney is only 49 years old. And I think the numbers back up the idea that he is already one of the greatest coaches in the history of ACC football. And this is a league that's starting its 67th year. It is not an exaggeration. When you have two national titles, when you have five ACC titles, when you have four in a row ACC championships, and you haven't even turned 50 yet, yeah, you're already in the conversation and you may be on your way to putting up numbers never seen before in ACC football overall. Dabo Sweeney will join us live on the David Glenn Show. He is with us, I believe, and all of these things are fluid as always in hour number three. Less time for phone calls today, as you might imagine. We'll squeeze in the best of John Swafford, the ACC commissioner. We will talk to the in-state guys, at least who are in the Atlantic division. Remember, tomorrow we will catch up with David Cutcliffe of Duke and Mac Brown, the new guy, but not exactly the new guy at UNC. Dino Babers of Syracuse is here today. Remember the Orange won 10 games a year ago and finished in the national top 15. Steve Adazio of Boston College, and not least at all, but last, as I mentioned them, Scott Satterfield of Louisville. We know him really well in our syndicated statewide audience. App State fans in large numbers rooting for him forever. He played quarterback for the Mountaineers. He was an assistant coach for the Mountaineers. An incredibly successful head coach for the Mountaineers. Three straight Sun Belt championships. He, of course, has taken over at Louisville. The Cardinals are going to be picked low by the ACC media assembled here in Charlotte, North Carolina today and tomorrow for this kickoff event. But that's in large part because of the transition. He's a new guy. He has experience, but not the high-end talent that former Heisman winner Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position was for Bobby Petrino, the former Louisville coach, just a few years ago. We will talk a lot of football today. We'll keep you up to date on some other things from beyond the ACC, even beyond the college football world. We saw recently that ECU has picked fifth in its division under first-year head coach Mike Houston. He, of course, will be a regular guest on our show now that he's the leader of the Pirates, and especially because he and that Dave Doran guy have their season opener against one another. That matchup at Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh exclusively on the ACC network on the TV side. UCF and Memphis have been picked as division winners in the AAC, UCF, 
a modern superpower pick to win that conference. App State, even under Eli Drinkwitz, formerly of NC State, is going to be well regarded in the Sun Belt perspective. And here in Charlotte, the ACC, of course, starts with Clemson. And the bigger picture, the ACC has been carrying a football flag that not just in my opinion, I believe I have the object numbers, objective numbers to back this up. The ACC over the last six years has often looked like a powerful football conference as well. We're used to that in basketball, right? There's some crazy, crazy numbers for ACC hoops and not just Duke and Carolina, the ones that you would expect. In basketball, and we, nobody rolls their eyes when you say the ACC is usually, not every single year, but usually the best conference in America. Anybody who rolls their eyes at you, they're, they're the wrong ones. You can make fun of them. Because you're right if you say the ACC is usually the best basketball conference in America. If you just need as a starting point for your argument on the basketball side, which league has won two of the last three national titles? That would be the ACC. Which league has won three of the last five NCAA basketball titles? That would be the ACC. You can go short term. You can go longer term. Which league has won nine of the last 19? Current ACC members have won nine of the last 19 NCAA basketball titles. So you're almost half the time. I've heard other teams, other coaches, other conferences also are trying hard. That is 19 years, nine for the ACC, 10 for everybody else together. And that includes powerful, rich, wealthy conferences like the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12. So you all know it's not only nine of the last 19. That's five different schools, right? Syracuse wasn't yet an ACC member, but they won one under Jim Beheim in that time stretch. Louisville was just about to become an ACC member. They got one. Duke and Carolina, of course, crank them out all the time. And then Tony Bennett broke through with UVA this last year. So that's five different ACC basketball programs combining for nine of the last 19. That's the end of the debate. Just laugh at anybody who disagrees with you. On the football side, it's not that simple. But the ACC... 66 years into its existence, the numbers back up the idea as we come at you live from the ACC kickoff event that the ACC's last six years are the best six-year run in the history of a league that is not far from seven decades old. It is both accurate to say that there were long stretches. Take a look at the 1960s, for example, where the ACC in football was sometimes completely irrelevant on the national scene and occasionally even a laughingstock. Not an exaggeration. Again, go look at the numbers for ACC football in certain years back in the 1960s. Fast forward a long way, of course. The ACC is in the midst of the greatest six-year stretch in its football history. And whereas I wouldn't argue with anybody who says the SEC is still the best, the king of college football, far more often than not, the ACC has a heck of a claim to be essentially number two on that list. And in a given year, maybe even number one. Not consistently yet, but to in 2016, do you remember who won the national title? That was Clemson of the ACC. Do you know who won the Heisman Trophy? That was Lamar Jackson of the Louisville Cardinals. Do you know how many top 25 teams were from this league? Five of the top 25. The greatest performance, again, in the history of a 66-year-old league. Clemson finished number one. Florida State was a top 10 team that year. Virginia Tech, Miami, and Louisville were also in the top 25. And guys like Deshaun Watson of Clemson, the quarterback, and Mitch Trubisky of Carolina, the quarterback, they were two of the top dozen draft picks in the entire NFL. So... 
2016 to me is where the bar was set, and I mean in seven decades almost of ACC football. Is the real ACC more like last year? Where, remember, Clemson won it all again, and Syracuse won 10 games, but after that, what was the best season? Nobody else finished in the top 25. Is it anything like what we called Florida State and the Eight Dwarves for much of the 1990s? FSU's competing for national titles under Bobby Bowden. Even when they didn't win it, they were relevant. But some years, not all of them, but some years it was FSU and the Eight Dwarves, a good description for ACC football. Is the real ACC in this sport, which in case you didn't know, a lot of TV executives will say 80% of TV contract money reflects football. 80%. 8-0. There's only 100%. 80 reflects football. 19% represents men's basketball interest and TV product and inventory. And less than 1% all the other sports combined. That's just the, that's the college sports universe here in the 21st century. Got to be good in football. It's not enough to be the king of college basketball. Got to be good. So what's the real ACC in football? Is it last year, Clemson, and then a special season for Syracuse, and then, eh, nice years, a lot of bowl teams, but nothing special beyond those two? Or is the real ACC in football what we did see in 2016? Only two seasons have passed since the 2016 campaign, right? That was the greatest in the history of ACC football. The optimists here in Charlotte believe that the real ACC in football is what happened in 2016. The pessimists believe that the real ACC in football is more what happened last year. And yeah, Clemson's going to be a national title contender again, and somebody else, if it's not Syracuse again, somebody else will have a special year. But maybe there's only two from the ACC in the whole top 25. And the SEC and others continue to have even higher profiles. We'll talk about these things, including with our guests, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson in hour number three, Dave Clawson of Wake Forest in our second hour. Dave Doran of NC State is going to be first out of the gate. We'll get to coach on the other side. Darren Vaught is typically the studio producer of this program. He is on site with me at the ACC kickoff event at a wonderful hotel here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Darren, good to see you. Thank you for uh, working the, what are you, working the lobby? That could make that could make you. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Are you like they do in in uh, at the coaches' convention? Work in the lobby. You looking for another job, or are you just trying to line up good interviews for us? I'm today? just I'm just trying to stack up a good couple of shows. You know that. Do you have your ACC kickoff bingo card with you now that you've been through this uh, car wash a few times? I don't have a physical card, but I could probably you have a fill one, one out. Don't you? Yeah, you have a I've got one. a mental one. All right. When somebody says it might even be me, and I apologize if I go down <laughs> cliche road too many times. This one won't be me, but on your bingo card, and intern Sam and intern Tommy are also with us today. I took them out for a wild night last night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but we did have some fun. It's good to have those guys on site. We have a whole crew of interns back with Nathan Bernstein at our Raleigh studios as well. Drew and Philip and Christian and Will. It's a little complicated today because of a live show. They're carving up audio for us. Tommy and Sam are running to get us beers and, and other so No, uh, water. <laughs> Not quite yet. Water and food and beverages etc we're having a great time we're looking forward to sharing john swafford's highlights with you as we got to ask the question one of the questions to the commissioner at his state of the conference address back to your bingo card darren i won't say the first one but when a coach any coach says you know dg we're young at some key positions this year <laughs> you, you get to X off that. You guys can play, too, the interns, if you have your own bingo cards. Right. I don't know what our prize is going to be. First one with five in a row wins. I don't know. For you, I could give you, like, a, a bonus a 
a monthly bonus or something. Love that. The, Love in, that the interns, I'm not sure on how I'm going to handle that. <laughs> uh, what do they do when they win the lottery? What did that guy say after it? What would you do if you won the lottery, strippers and cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think Tommy or Sam would be interested in such things, but <laughs> that's one of the possibilities for our interns in case they win ACC kickoff bingo today. We're just kidding. We're young at some key positions. Percentage chance that that is uttered at this event. 95 plus. <laughs> Just in interviews with us, it's 95%. Yes. Sitting at, at this the, table at, right at here. At the event, it's 100%. Yes. I can promise you, haven't been here for 30 years. Uh, this league just doesn't get enough respect as a football conference. What's well, that'll happen. Yeah. That'll happen. <laughs> that might happen. It's, it's probably been uttered a handful of times it, around we us We could already. go 14 for 14 in coaches <laughs> that will say some version of that. Uh, we have some of the best NFL numbers in all of college football. I don't blame them for that one because that's now true. For sure. That might come up uh, on the other side Didn't when you talk to yeah, Dave Doran of NC State. That did not used to be true for the ACC in football. This is the league that dominates the NBA draft, has not dominated the NFL draft. But if you go over a shorter period or a longer period, do you know who 1A and 1B is? And not everybody gives – everybody knows the 1A answer, right? It's, if, if you're not sure, like on the SAT, what do they tell you? If you're not sure, guess B. That's what it used to be. <laughs> if you're not sure on, an AC, on a college basketball greatness question, just guess the ACC. You're going to be right most of the time. Right. If you're not sure on a uh, college football greatness question, just guess the SEC. You're going to be right most of the time. Even with this best six-year run in ACC football history, the SEC remains number one in most first-round picks, most overall NFL picks. But do you know who's been number two in the short term and the longer term? The ACC. So, no, is it the almighty king of college football? Not yet. In 2016, it, has, it had as good, I'd argue, a better year than the SEC and even had a head-to-head -head record against Southeastern Conference teams that reflected, again, what I call the greatest season in ACC football history. What will 2019 be? More like last year. Great for Clemson, good for some others, but not all that deep, really. Or will it be more like that special 2016 season? We will see. Remember that some of those, you know, three of the last six national titles have been won by the ACC. I gave you nine out of the last 19 for basketball. Three out of the last six, half, have been won by the ACC. Everybody remembers Dabo and Clemson getting two of the last three. Remember Jimbo Fisher in Florida State won in 2013, back when it was the BCS. So you're getting to six straight what was BCS title games, now more recently college football playoffs. The ACC as a football league has been to all six, has won three of the six, has two different schools carrying that, banners, that banner, although, of course, Jimbo Fisher left for the riches of Texas A&M. Dabo Sweeney still at Clemson and one of our guests a little bit later in today's program. There are four new guys in the ACC, Mac Brown at Carolina, Manny Diaz at Miami, Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech, and the aforementioned Scott Satterfield at Louisville. Is anybody on the hot seat? Some say not really. I'm not comfortable with that answer given a few details here and there. We'll get to those. We'll hit other headlines from around the sports world. We'll hit even other college football beyond the Atlantic Coast Conference. Again, the Pirates have been picked fifth in their division in the AAC, and Eli Drinkwitz has taken the reins at App State, among the other notable stories right here in our backyard. 
setting the table for the rest of the way as we all play ACC kickoff bingo. Scott Satterfield of Louisville, third hour, formerly of App State. Dabo Sweeney of Clemson, third hour. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest, second hour. Mark Richt is running around, the former Miami coach, now works for the ACC Network. He's going to try to drop by at some point. All sorts of former ACC players here as well. Roddy Jones of Georgia Tech joined us on the show yesterday. Mark Herzlick, the former... Uh, B.C. and NFL linebacker is now an ACC Network analyst. E.J. Manuel, the former Florida State quarterback, works with the ACC Network as well. That network, launching again August 22nd, is one of the new wrinkles this year. It's been talked about for several years. Now that it's only a month or so away, it is front and center. We'll get the ACC coaches' thoughts and share John Swafford's comments from earlier today as well. Dave Doran of NC State will join us on the other side. Anything I forgot to mention, Darren, as I throw it back to Nathan Bernstein and Raleigh, we're coming at you live from Charlotte, North Carolina at the 2019 ACC kickoff event. We, I, he's told us to expect an extended visit. Coach Doran carved out part of his lunchtime. I'm not even kidding about this. Coach Doran was supposed to join and us this later. Is, this is going to be the beginning of his lunch period as well. So he's holding off eating lunch. For specifically us. For, for us, us. Yeah. so we were going to get only like less than 10 <laughs> minutes i'm serious the yeah. way this whole craziness works here we were going to get less than 10 minutes with coach doran later on the original schedule through the magic of darren vaught and annabelle vaughn and dave doran we get a longer visit with him and he just has to shuffle his lunch schedule that's a fair trade <laughs> right all right dave doran gets the coaches rolling Dabo is here, Dino is here, Adazio is here, Clawson is here, Satterfield is here, Willie Taggart is here. We're going to have fun with a lot of those guys today. And, of course, we'll interview a couple of others outside the live portion of today's program. Dave Dorn of NC State, back-to-back nine-win seasons. Did you know that he has real-world Wednesdays for his team? Life lessons to go with football lessons. How will the ACC Network's arrival affect him? What is a book or a movie or a trip or another experience he's had since the last time we saw him that was meaningful to him in a way that he would be willing to share? And, of course, I mean, what do you do at quarterback? That Ryan Finley dude was really good over the last few years. NC State has a quarterback derby between now and that opener against ECU at Carter Finley. The seventh year? Seventh year. The seventh year head coach of the NC State Wolfpack, Dave Doran, joins us next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Coming at you from the ACC's 2019 kickoff event in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. The coaches are hovering around us. And next up from North Carolina State University, he has joined us many times in his first six years as the head coach of the Wolfpack. He is back with another good team, but needs a new quarterback and, of course, wants to continue that postseason streak. Dave Doran, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's great to have you. Uh, before we dive into more football stuff, we get you by phone a lot, and we always thank you for that. We only occasionally see you in person. Since the last time we saw you, what would you share in terms of a book you loved, a movie you saw, a trip that you took, or any other experience that was kind of meaning meaningful to you in a way that you'd be willing to share with our statewide audience here in North Carolina? You know, this summer we had uh, my wife's family in for her parents' 50th wedding anniversary and, and her, brother, her brother and his family and sister and family. And, and then um, about a week after that, we had my dad and, and mother and, and their families in and my sister. And yeah, it was just great to, 
finally be back with everybody on both sides of the family one time and, and to see, you know, somebody that's been married 50 years, yep. you know, and to see the, the love that they have for each other and, and uh, be around my, my sister and her kids. I just think, you know, family's so important. We talk about it all the time, but in this profession, you don't get the opportunity to spend quality time with your parents and brothers and sisters and their siblings and all, you know, all the stuff that goes into it. So it was very meaningful for me. As your players describe you as a mentor, or in some cases they'll call you a father figure, what kind of flashbacks do you have? I mean, you shared stories about, you know, blue-collar jobs that you had, you know, painting houses or whatever. You studied to be a, uh, studied medicine and at one point wanted to become a doctor. When you saw your family, what, like what flashes back to you that you're now sort of using as part of the Wolfpack lessons that you're teaching your own players and maybe you your know. children too? You know, I think uh, perspective's a big deal, and I think all of us take things for granted at the moment that we're going through them. And, and uh, I was very fortunate to have, you know, loving parents and, and grandparents and a huge family of uncles and aunts. And, and and so just all those really funny moments that you had, you know, growing up, learning how to water ski with my uncles, drinking a 12-pack of beer and <laughs> trying to drown me, I think, in the process, you know. And, and uh, there's just a lot of good moments. And unfortunately, my father now has Alzheimer's, and, and so... You know, watching him and, and being around that, you know, you just kind of relish the things that you had together. Dave Dorn's joining us. You can always follow Coach on Twitter, at State Coach D, heading into year number seven as the head coach of the NC State Wolfpack. One of the cool parts of your resume, Coach, is that you're up there behind only Alabama and Clemson and a handful of others in all of college football in some of the NFL draft numbers. Now that, you know, you have a much different pitch right now than you had in uh, seven years ago. How do you describe that as it plays out for you and your staff on the recruiting trail or even with your fans or any other ways? Yeah, I was really fortunate uh, in my profession coming up to work for Brett Bielema um, at Wisconsin under Barry Alvarez as our athletic director and learned a lot about player development um, in that time there for five years and the importance of the strength staff and uh, have carried that with me. And you know, we've recruited some really hardworking players. I think our formula for you know, evaluating is very good and what we look for. Uh, and then I have a tremendous strength staff and training room staff that works really well together. And, and so you know, the last two years have been really good producing NFL players and hope to continue that trend with what I've learned and what we do now in our program. I know you would tell us that even the most talented players need work ethic to help your Wolfpack or make it to the NFL. Is it more often, Coach, that you get the guy that may or may not be a professional, but his work ethic gets him there? Or I imagine you'd probably tell us every once in a while you get a talent that you say, as long as I don't screw this up, yeah. and this guy even has a decent work ethic, he's so talented that he's probably moving on. You know, I would tell you that there's not many talented guys that are lazy that make it yeah um, and, and just for us when we recruit we look for all the same measurables and quality of film and all that stuff everyone else does but we look for guys that love to train and, and I mean they love to be in the weight room they love to run they love to practice and those kind of guys in my opinion make it um, regardless of what people think their talents going to be they find a way and so that's a really important thing for us as we look at recruits I imagine you can't always trust, if I said to you, I love working out, I love being in the weight room, mm -hmm. 
maybe you place some weight on that if you know me well, but how else do you learn that stuff? Because not every, nobody wants to say, well, Coach Duran, you know, I'm kind of mm -hmm. half and half when it comes to hitting the weights or whatever. Well, you got to go watch them work out. I mean, we're, we're allowed to go out and evaluate. Uh, we're allowed to go out and have contact in some um, periods of the year. And so we try to see them work out. We try to see them practice. Um, get in the weight room, you ask people about them, you ask the assistant coaches and the head coaches, and you do as much digging as you can so that you're not going off of somebody's word that could be telling you something just to protect that you know, young man. True to your philosophy, you have incorporated real-world Wednesdays into the NC State football culture. What can you share about that generally? And if you could just pick a, a recent example about how you're trying to you know, paint the bigger picture of life to your guys as you're teaching them football. You know, we believe in developing these guys as men uh, as much as we do as students and as football players. And to do that, you have to have an active approach. You can't just talk about it. And so we bring people in every Wednesday in the offseason up until the beginning of fall camp and talk not just about our culture, but things that are happening outside uh, of college football, uh, whether it's a banker coming in talking about how to manage their money, uh, domestic violence. Uh, we had you know, Brenda Tracy came in and, and had an incredible um, talk with our, our players and our staff and you know um, we've had all kinds of former NFL players that come in have had uh, former drug addiction that were first round draft picks in the NBA draft you know and just trying to give them life's lessons outside and how things can go the wrong way and how to be able to you know arm them with the tools to make the right decisions at the right times. Dave Dorn is joining us the Wolfpack head coach has five straight winning records with the pack five straight trips to bowl games a national top 25 finish in 2017 when the Wolfpack was 9-4. and four. They had nine wins again last year. I know it's not in your description to worry about, like, the ACC making money compared to the Big Ten or the SEC. The gap is growing, though, and I wonder, since one of the big pieces of news here at this year's ACC kickoff is, of course, the August 22nd launch of the ACC Network. How does either its arrival next month impact you as a football coach? How does its longer-term promise impact mm. you? I know it's not, you know, on your front burner, but uh, it has to impact you in some indirect ways, right? No, it's on our burner big time. Okay. And, uh, you know, you look at our product on the field and in the, in the draft, uh, there, you can't argue that the ACC isn't one of the best or the best conference in college football. And the depth of our league is just as impressive. Every team in the ACC over the last three years has played in the bowl game. And so it shows you the depth. Uh, over the last three years, we have more bowl wins than any conference. And obviously, Clemson and Florida State, you know, have won the national championship in our league now. Uh, over the last six years, we've had three of those winners. So it's incredible. But at, at the same time, you want money to build facilities. You want money to pay your coaches so they don't leave and we don't have as much money uh, on the table and now this network promises to bring that money to us and that'll be huge for our athletes and for our coaches in your world most of your games have been on tv right even prior to the launch of the acc network do you hear fans worried about whether they can watch you know wolfpack ecu only on the acc network have you ever heard a recruit mention hey if i go to the sec there's this sec network right. and at least until now you don't have an acc network to, is that more for us in the media and fans, or does it pop up in your real world? I think it pops up more after the kids on our team and recruiting. You don't hear it a whole lot. Um, but I think it's real for mom and dad to want to watch their sons yeah. uh, or their families or their high school coaches. And so to be able to talk about the distribution and where they can see it and how they can see it 
that will help us. NC State coach Dave Dorn is joining us on the David Glenn Show. We all enjoyed watching some of your QBs, like a Jacoby Brissett or several years in a row, Ryan Finley. Where do we go from here? I, I know you haven't started preseason practice, but can you paint the quarterback yeah. picture since you know you're going to be getting that question all day and all month probably? Well, I'm excited for these guys. You know, Matt McKay, Devin Leary, uh, Bailey Hawkman, Ty Evans, those are our four scholarship quarterbacks. and. Um, you know, when we finished the spring, Matt had the best grasp of our offense, which you would expect since he was Ryan's backup last year, and Devin was uh, redshirted. And that time that they had from the end of spring ball in April to the beginning of camp in August is going to tell a lot when we get into those practices on how much Bailey and Devin and Ty have been able to close the gap on Matt. And there's going to be lots of reps and lots of practices that tell us who's our guy, and we'll be patient until we know. What do you miss about Eli Drinkwitz now that he's the head coach at App State? Well, I'm really excited for Eli and, and thankful for our time together and uh, really respect him and, and love his family. And I know he'll do a great job for Appalachian State. Um, you know, just the day-in, day-out interactions you have with coaches is what you miss and the friendships. And, you know, he's a super smart guy that you know, I thought he worked really hard and did a lot of great things for us. He's kind of a wide-open personality with us in the media. Sure. I, I don't know if he kept it loose. Or, or what your new dynamic is. Every coaching staff is unique yeah. in that way. Yeah, I think Eli can definitely be fun, you know, and, and uh, I think in the public eye, he's going to have that persona. You know, behind closed doors, a lot of us coaches are different than we are when we're on the, on the mic. Yeah. But, you know, I think Eli's uh, definitely going to be a guy that likes to talk and, and will do a good job, energetic, and make it fun for the audience. Usually when you have a new quarterback, there's an adjustment period. What are the strengths what, what do you know assuming good health what, what do you feel really confident can be the foundation of this year's Wolfpack as you've hit the nine win mark a couple times in a row uh, NC State's only been to the ten or more win mark once in its history right and you're asking about the quarterback or, or? or no any what what's your, what's your starting point what's your foundation mm -hmm. even if you hope quarterback works out well maybe you believe it'll work out well what's what do you know is starting from a position of strength well, we have really good kicker coming back. We know that. Uh, defensively, we return a lot of guys with playing experience that need to be better than they were a year ago, and you expect them to be another year in the program. But a lot of experience on that side of the ball, and they run really well. You know, I'm excited about that. So, you know, when you have a defensive experience, you have a kicking game that you trust. You know, offensively, it's about just being physical and opportunistic and explosive and not turning the ball over. And we're going to have to find our way a little bit. You know, we're turn we lost some really good players on the offensive side. And so we're a little inexperienced, and uh, opportunities are huge. You've claimed to kind of take ownership of the state of North Carolina in recruiting, and the results have often backed that up. How has the UNC has Mac Brown again factor changed the dynamic of selling the Wolfpack, uh, given his past accomplishments and his uh, return to Chapel Hill? You know, I have a lot of respect for Coach Brown. known him a long time back to when I was in the Big 12. Um, and, and I know he's going to do a great job for them. And obviously, anytime you have a new staff, just like when I came in, there's buzz about you, and that's your honeymoon. And, and so until he has a bad season or a good season, you're going to ride that honeymoon, and that's what he's doing right now, and that's what all of us do in this profession. So, you know, this season will tell a lot uh, on how hard the competition will be, I guess you'd say. But right now, it's real. I mean, they're doing a good job. Mike Houston's a new guy at ECU. That's your opener, of course. Uh, do you sense something special in your fan base when you f face that non-conference rival? And then how do you deal with 
a school you know well, but a coach that at least is new to the Pirates. Yeah. Well, it's a weird deal. You know, we opened with James Madison last year with Coach Houston yeah. and then finished the season with ECU. <laughs> and now we open with ECU and Coach Houston's their coach. You know, it's <laughs> kind of strange. Yeah. And so those players, we played, you know, really well, and they did not play well in that game, and their players will remember that. And Coach Houston obviously wants to beat us. And uh, so I expect it to be a very spirited game, you know, and have a lot of respect for, for Mike and what he's done in his uh, career. And I know a lot of those players on ECU's roster is going to work their, uh, as hard as they can all summer to be ready to play us. So look forward to that game. Dave Doran, the NC State football coach, as we thank you for your time and let you go. James Smith-Williams, yeah. one of your outstanding representatives, and you'll love this too, Annabelle. He walked by the table, and, you know, for those who can't see, of course, we have a big label that says the ACC kickoff event, David Glenn Show. Now, I don't know if James is just such a nice guy that he would lie about loving our show. Buddy, okay with him spending part of the noon to three statewide syndicated David Glenn show? I mean, he's not in the weight. Maybe he is in the weight room while listening to the David Glenn show. Are you all right with that? There's a lot of worse things he could be doing. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing video games. He's not, you know, <laughs> napping. I mean, you know, James does a great job for us in the community and the Already classroom. Already has a job and, lined yeah, up. He's, he's big time, so. He's not hurting himself, trust me. And he says he has a job at IBM. I he mean, I, that's the kind of listener that I attract. <laughs> Is coach, that it? Right? The cerebral it, type? It's okay. the high-end, high-income. My sponsors know they'll help fill their pockets. Yeah. James Smith-Williams, great representative of NC State. Dave Doran, great to see you. Thanks for sort of uh, shuffling your schedule. And you know we'll be knocking on your door uh, during the upcoming season as well. I look forward to it. Thanks for your time. Go Pack. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Annabelle, for bringing Coach by. That's uh, Dave Doran of the Wolfpack. Hard to believe this is year seven for him at NC State. You can follow Coach on Twitter, at StateCoachD. Nine and four two years ago. Nine and four last year. He has three bowl wins in those five bowl trips over the last five years. Five consecutive trips to the postseason. Just one year where the pack finished in the national top 25. That was the year before last. One of the Ryan Finley years. Obviously the quarterback question is one that Coach Doran is going to get a lot between now and that season opener against ECU. Since the ACC network is among the topics of discussion here in Charlotte quick reminder that unless you are with a carrier that carries the ACC network you cannot see the Wolfpack ECU game on television now you might be there at Carter Finley maybe you're an ECU fan who wants to know if you can get the ACC network I don't know but Pirates versus Wolfpack matters to a whole lot of people in our statewide audience and you're only going to be able to get it if your carrier has the ACC network. Of course, many already have it. There's, you know, like 100 carriers that have already agreed to carry the ACC network. But some of the biggies, Dish Network, Comcast slash Xfinity, Charter slash Spectrum, uh, those are the two biggest cable companies in America. And Dish is the second biggest satellite company in America. So I think it's 47 million pay TV households uh, our customers of those three companies that have not yet struck a deal to carry the ACC network. I do know, not think, but I know we will have more announcements between now and August 22nd about more of these deals. Again, if you haven't seen it, check out the article in the upcoming pages of the ACC Sports Journal and uh, a shorter version of that article in the athletic website it's at the athletic carolina it's at the athletic college football it's at the athletic college basketball and it's been one of the most read articles there over these last uh, 24 plus hours so check it out it's uh, it actually goes carrier by carrier at least the big ones 
outlining which ones have agreed, the majority, but some big ones that have not, the minority, as uh, we're, what, a month or so away from that August 22nd launch. Appreciate Dave Doran dropping by today. Reminder that it's Atlantic Division Day today. We have Dave Clawson of Wake Forest dropping by. We have a guy who coached in the Coastal Division for the last three years, Mark Richt. He's now a network, uh, an analyst for the ACC Network, former Georgia Bulldogs and Miami Hurricanes head coach. Uh, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson is always among the highlights. The two-time national champion is going to be with us today in hour number three. And Scott Satterfield, another very familiar name to our statewide audience, the former App State head coach, is the new guy for the Louisville Cardinals, Coach Sat, also in hour number three. Of course, it'll be the Coastal Division that is featured tomorrow as we come at you live from the ACC football kickoff event in Charlotte. Let's throw it back to the studio, then we'll be back here in Charlotte. Don't think we'll have much time for calls today because there is a parade of guests dropping by. 1-800-849-2761. More on what makes this season special for the ACC and more on expectations for other teams in our state beyond the ACC. App State has a new head coach we just mentioned with Coach Doran. Uh, ECU we just mentioned, Mike Houston with the Pirates, an opponent of the Wolfpack this year. There are others even beyond those. We'll get into a little bit of a lot of things. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Appreciate Dave Doran dropping by for that extended visit. I think we ended up getting him for about 20 minutes. It was supposed to be eight minutes, but he shuffled his lunch schedule around. We appreciate him making that work as we look forward to other guests throughout today's live show. And again tomorrow as we come at you live from the ACC kickoff event here in the Queen City. Atlantic Division today, that includes, at least for us in the live portion of the program, fellow Wolfpack rivals in that division, Clemson. Dabo Sweeney with us live third hour. Wake Forest, Dave Clawson with us live next hour. Scott Satterfield, the new Louisville coach, formerly of App State, will drop by in hour number three as well. A lot of media members as the ACC Network was given an update by the commissioner, John Swafford, earlier today. They even paraded out guys like Mark Rick, the former Miami football coach, E.J. Manuel, Mark Herzlich, Herzlich, and other former players for ACC programs. They're going to be a part of the ACC Network uh, production starting on August 22nd and moving forward. For those who don't know that big picture, here's a quick bottom line for you. The largest financial gap in the history of college football is right now. The Big Ten is sending its members checks worth an average of $54 million every year now. The SEC is sending its members checks worth an average of $44 million. That number in the ACC right now, or the most recent tax year, is about $29 million. As Dave Doran said, hey, man, I got to upgrade facilities. I got to pay my assistant coaches to stay. If he didn't mention them by name, but we all know he's talking about the Big Ten and the SEC, if every year they're getting that big drop into their budget, right? Some of these athletic department programs have $100 million annual budgets. Some are larger than that, some are smaller than that, but $100 million. Well, if you're a Big Ten team and your, your check just from your league office, that's not season tickets. That's not your local income. That's just the, the check you get once a year from your league office. If it's $54 million in the Big Ten and it's $29 million in the ACC, you know, we got a problem here. Over the longer haul, it becomes a bigger problem. John Swafford gave various updates on the ACC network. Some of them we knew previously, but just as a reminder, 
the ACC's geographic footprint offers the largest population and the most television sets of any of the major conferences. Now, that helps. Now, you have to have passion to go with it. That was my question for John Swafford earlier today. The Tony Barnhart line. If SEC fans are told they might not get the SEC network, they might threaten to burn somebody's house down. John Swafford laughed at that and said he doesn't advise anybody burning anybody's house down, but it is helpful when passionate ACC fans call their providers and say they must have the ACC network at some point if they haven't already agreed to carry it between now and August 22nd, or, of course, the games begin a little bit after that. A $25 million a year deficit, or a $15 million as compared to the SEC. Imagine being Clemson with the Gamecocks in your own state, Georgia Tech with the Bulldogs in your own state, Florida State or Miami with the Gators in your own state. $15 million every single year? You can't have that. ACC athletic directors have been told, according to my reporting at The Athletic and in the ACC Sports Journal, to expect a first-year bump of 4 to $5 million a year. Now, that doesn't close a $25 million gap, doesn't close the $15 million with the SEC, but it helps. It's better than zero, which is what the ACC has been getting from its conference channel. Zero. It hasn't had a conference channel until now. It doesn't explain the entire gap, but the, the success of the Big Ten Network and the success of the SEC Network, of course, play significant roles in the biggest money gap among the Power Five conferences in the history of college athletics. That's just where we are. There are really cool, they mentioned this morning, the backbone of the network is going to be live events, but there's all sorts of storytelling as well. Coach K has given special access for a Duke feature. Bobby Bowden is part of a big FSU feature. Dabo gave special access for a Clemson feature. I even saw Scott Satterfield, brand new at Louisville, sort of open up his doors to allow the ACC network special access there as well. So everybody here is optimistic. ESPN officials are here as well. We'll see. The numbers are fine now. They're not great yet, but they're not supposed to be great more than a month out from that August 22nd launch. A lot of deals must be struck between now and then for the ACC network to really be considered a true success. Next hour's guests include Dave Clawson of Wake. Third hour guests include Scott Satterfield of Louisville and Dabo Sweeney, the two-time national champion from Clemson. We'll throw it back to Raleigh now and be back here in Charlotte at the ACC kickoff event. The parade of coaches will continue from the ACC kickoff in Charlotte in our second and third hours. Dave Clawson of Wake Next Hour. Mark Rick, formerly of Miami, now with the ACC Network, is going to drop by. Dabo Sweeney of Clemson and Scott Satterfield in Hour 3. We're back after this.